I know family is so important to you. I think you come from, is it three brothers? You have three brothers? Yeah, three brothers and one sister. Three brothers and one sister. But the person who I remember who always have an imprint on my heart is your mother. She was with us, you know, just to rewind back to Bath tonight and touch on it very briefly because I know you wanted to let it to float in the ether. Um, <laughs> your mom, what, what did your Bath to win mean for your mom? I think it meant a lot to her. I just, similarly to, to me, I don't think she felt like stuff like that was a possible outcome for herself or her children. It didn't feel within reach. So for something like, it, I mean, similarly to how I felt, um, when something that you feel so impossible turns into a possible and now you're trying to go next, I think my mom just said, like, she just, it's like a weird dub. Like, in life, what was possible for life slightly changed. Um, you're, like, not the meaning, because I know the award, it's an award, et cetera, et cetera, but I just didn't think she, that was, I don't think she felt like that was possible for her children. So she was just like, ah. Oh. I don't know. It kind of made me think. What did you think I was gonna? Not that I thought. I... <laughs> she was your mom. <laughs> office cubicle. Fred and Andrei. Listen, I'm just thinking like. You no, know, that's a bookie. That's a because really my. Point. I've never. It's oh my god! You're you're so considerate. I love listening to you speak because you really think about every word that comes out of your mouth, but. Sarah, this we speak about this about minorities and marginalized communities. Our parents try to protect us because they don't want us to be disappointed or they don't want us to fail because they know what society has painted our futures mm -hmm. to look like. You know, and I think mm -hmm. for our parents of this generation to have their kids having these like winning a bathtub, being a stylist, living in London, it's so you know, mm -hmm. in Ireland, being in be, you know, working. You know, Sarah working with royalty. Like I think it's for our parents. It's kind of like, wait, what? Like how? How is that possible? So, and it's funny. I had never thought about it like that until you just said it about your mom in her head. She kind of already had thought this is what's possible for my kids. And now you kind of broken the glass ceiling of every thought or possibility that, she, or you or yourself had for had for you. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. That's that's a that's. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's so important because I think you and your mother will now be expanders for other girls that look like mm -hmm. you and other mothers that mm -hmm. are in the same position. And it will, it will, what it, what it mm -hmm. does, it, it immediately allows everyone to think bigger. And I think when you have a world mm -hmm. where they think bigger and have these lofty ideas and goals, even if you don't reach that top, top lofty goal, you might fall a couple of steps below. Mm -hmm. You're still high. You're still at a, at a much bigger mm -hmm. place than what society would have expected you to be. 100%, 100%. I think in order for any of us to believe that we can do anything, we have to see people who sound like us, are from where we're from, who look like us doing the thing. And the minute you see someone uh, with that with that sort of matching you criteria doing it, you go, oh, I, me too. And your subconscious mind goes, oh, I can do that too. And I do think Rox is, is such a human story. And so, and on some level, it's just relatable for everyone because it just it's humanity. And then it becomes an expander and the story becomes an expander. And then you become an expander because you come out of rocks and 
you are winning at everything and you're still human, humane about every way that you talk about everything and every way you think about everything. And I think it's an amazing expansive uh, moment that you've provided for so many people. Does yeah, that feel yeah. like a pressure? Does it feel like a pressure on you to, if, with everyone looking to you now? It, it doesn't feel like a pressure because I've always came with the energy that I'm, I'm no one's role model because because I'm too much of a, a nuisance. But I do think we we live to inspire and that's essentially why we're here is to inspire um and i hope that's what i've done with rocks i hope that's what we've all done with rocks and the only reason why it doesn't feel weighted for me i don't feel like i have this like massive responsibility i don't feel like i have to be this like premium proper person is because if I continue to be me, people Ooh. will be able to identify with someone who is just not premium and proper. Yeah. I, I like, you know, you need to, God willing, the, you need to write it. You need God to write willing. it. Seriously, like you are, <laughs> you are spitting so much. You're 18. I can't. Your generation. <laughs> Like you just said, like what you just said, you said, if I continue to be me, mm. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut off, but that, that hit me right there. That hit me right there. Speaking of expanders, who would you say are some of your expanders? Are, is there anyone that is kind of, you know, now that you're, now that you're in this space as an actress and, mm. and, and I don't want to put words in your, in your mouth, but you sound fully committed to being mm. you. And not not trying mm. to, you know, this blueprint of what Hollywood says you need to be. Who are some people in the industry mm. who are expanders for you? Who people who you feel like are being authentic to themselves and to their craft? Daniel Kalia is a big one. I, I don't think anyone watches me that like pedantically, but the way I used to speak in interviews kind of changed because I went through something saying, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna be an actor. I have to be this. So I started like speaking really differently. And then in the middle of doing the press junkets, I got lazy and I started slurring. And then I, thought, I remembered again, oh my days, I need to be this person. And then, cause sometimes in life you have to lose yourself so you can get back into yourself. So I had a bit of introspection. Mm -hmm. I got back into myself. So people like Daniel Kaluuya who were themselves all the time and their career trajectory is still amazing. So then I was like, Forget it. I'm just gonna talk the way I want to talk, say what I want to say, um, use the language I want to use, and that's just where I'm at now. And for me, like changes, changes are constant. Um, the person that I am today, in ten years' time, or five years' time, or in two days' time, if we were to do this talk again, I would be different. I'm not ashamed to say that I. I, I change like surreptitiously it's that's what I want to do and I think I, be, I, I believe changes forever so the person you might see in five years time you might say oh bookie's changed from rock she's different I believe in development not change 
and I am only a reflection of what's around me. And if my circumstance change changes, then it's inevitable. But I will always try and keep my essence. And that's why I see with Daniel Kaluuya, I see progression. But like some people will say, oh, this guy, he's changed. I see somebody who has progressed, but I can still see the essence. Like a recipe changes over time, it gets better, but the actual the actual dish stays the same, right? I, I don't know why people are so afraid of change. And I see it all the time and they, and our, our communities, they do it to each other, our families, we do it to each other. And I just think it just comes from fear, but Daniel Kali is a big one to answer your question. Um, who else is like, you know, in all honesty, I like, I really like Lakeith Stanfield as well, because um, just the way he's placed himself. Lakeith marches to the beat and always has unapologetically marched to the beat of his own. But is an incredible, incredible actor. Mm. And he's he's not he's not perfect, and I I respect that humanity, and in a way I find it mad eloquent because because of the honesty and how how much of a likeness it has to myself. That's why I love when actors waffle in interviews because people pretend like waffling is not normal. It's so normal. Like I waffle on a regular basis. <laughs> and even in film and TV, like all the waffling in rocks. I re- at first when I watched it, I was like, oh, "Why did they add the waffle when I, I could, it's, it happens in real life and waffling right now." And when I see <laughs> actors that do things, it's like, "Oh man, you look, you don't get lost in the hype. You just realize that this is um, we're all playing a game of let's pretend, but you didn't." I mean, the stakes are always high and this game of let's pretend means everything, but it means absolutely nothing at the same time. <laughs>